Welcome to Retro Fanfic Retrospective, the podcast where we dredge up old fanfiction and expose it to the cold, harsh light of 2023. My name is Amato, he, him, and with me are... Tori, they, them. And Delta, she, her. Now, do we just have the three of us here? Are there any other souls present? Are any of us secretly the amnesiac mystical guardians of anything? <laughs> or do you have like half the soul of an ancient sorcerer in you? I mean... Like, any of that going on? How would I know? I think I'm the one of the... Ma- uh, mystic ancient guardians of editing but you know that's nothing new <laughs> <laughs> things have gone south with editing since you left whatever you know ancient artifact you were supposed to be dwelling in apparently yeah only if you listen to the episodes in reverse <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh my i my my barber i told him like that uh we, we have a podcast and uh oh yeah, <laughs> he, went, he was like, "Okay, I'm, I'll check it out." I'm like, "Okay," uh, what I say to everybody is, like, "Okay, okay, don't check out the early stuff." <laughs> Sounds, the, the editing is terrible and it's weird for dead name reasons. And like, I t- last time I got my hair cut, he's like, "Oh, so I listened to the to the early stuff." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was expecting you to say, "Yeah, no, don't check out our podcast." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just because like they've got a whole bunch of like uh, cut out stuff on their on their uh, mirror in front of them, including like a whole bunch of Ranma things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And oh, they have like Excel Saga too. I was thinking we, have, we haven't done one of those. Excel Saga? I, yeah, we well, have not. Look, Excel Saga is one of those things I just forgot existed for the last 15 years. I, me too, so, I agree. But then yeah. I got my haircut and I was staring at it for like 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed Excel Saga back in the day. Sure, let's, let's check yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the art was pretty. I yeah. remember that. Oh, I only saw the anime. Yeah, in the I meant in the oh, anime. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, no, it looked good. Yeah, uh, and that's about all I remember about Excel Saga. <laughs> well, speaking of pretty art, <laughs> speaking of pretty art, right? Uh, we've got something that I'm actually surprised we haven't talked about yet on this podcast, which Seriously. is a Card Captor Sakura fanfic. And so we did a Holic fanfic. Mm-hmm. Is that all the clamp we've touched? Can't be right. No, we did Magic Knights for Earth. Did we mm. look? Magic Earth showed, uh, showed up, up in. as a background uh, element in Symphony of the Sword, but okay. I would not call that a rare thing. I feel like we've had you're some right, others that right. have like crossovers. But there were like rare that. characters, and I think other clamp characters. And I don't remember who all was in Symphony of the Sword. As okay. far as I read in Symphony of the Sword, the only the only clamp character who showed up was friggin' what's his name? The sorcerer yes. from uh, what's his the little guy? He's, he's yeah, Clef, the, Clef, 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 yeah, Clef. yeah. That's true. It, I can't remember, and I did read farther than you, but it was a while. I don't ago. even remember so much as a Mokona popping around anywhere. Like, oh, oh yeah, there was a Mokona in Symphony of the Sword. In one of the fix we read. Okay, I, I feel like there, I'm feeling some insane of the now. Maybe I made that up. crossover things. We've had some clamp people pop their heads, but they, they've never been the, been the focus. I think we're running into this issue now. Where we've been doing this podcast for. <laughs> Many years. Yes. Over five. What are we? Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Go on. (laughs) Oh, it can't be over five years. That's impossible. Right? It's improbable. (laughs) It's unlikely. (laughs) But it happened. Hmm. Okay. Well, the point is like, yeah, I literally can't even remember all the things we've talked about anymore. Indeed. Uh, We've done 162 mainline episodes, more than that, whatever. Anyway, the point is we're talking about Cardcaptor Sakura. We should probably get back to like Ray Earth and some stuff at some points, right? Like, oh, I want to talk about Magic Knight Ray Earth. Uh, I really, I was into it. I I got the manga in the other room. I want to reread it now. (laughs) I read the manga. And I got the anime on VHS at a yard sale, so I was actually able to watch all of it back when things were on VHS. That was a that was a treasure. Yeah. And I played the Super Nintendo RPG, which was not great. 
That was a ROM, yeah. <laughs> and I played the Sega Saturn game, which was actually really oh. good, except that Fu was just broken. Mm. It's like, okay, you get seeking arrows and you can heal yourself. You're done. We like we don't need anything else. We need no more powers. Yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, uh, where were we? We were at Card Captor Sakura, which actually is interesting because I have more familiarity with Card Captor Sakura than any other clamp thing I want to say. Fair but, enough. I mean, I, I guess that's fair, right? Because it did get adapted into card captors. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and it was aired on television when we were pretty young. Right. So I watched that a lot growing up. I, mean, that, I that still wonder <laughs> why they called it card captors well, instead of card captor Sakura. Are but... you kidding? It's obvious why they called it card captors and not card captor Sakura. Mm-hmm. Because they were trying to put Shaoran as like a co-lead oh. to attract the boys. That is 1000% why they did it. Yeah, the whole remixing the whole thing was to try to skew the uh, target audience to maybe not focus on boys, but include boys also. So That's also why they didn't start episode one. They started with the first episode where Shaoran shows up. So that the, is such a good point. Oh all my, the editing and the music they did was geared to make it more you know, appealing to 90s kids. Yeah, it's public knowledge, Tori. You, di- you didn't realize this? I just never <laughs> stopped to reflect on it, honestly. But now that you yeah. bring it up, it is like, yeah, they were... That's how American TV is. Like the action shows are, you know, for the boys, kind of, yeah. <laughs> at least was, not right. anymore. And like Della was saying, you, you no matter how much you remix card captors, it's not going to be like a gung ho masculine boy action show. <laughs> no. But like they were doing what they could to make it less shoujo, I think. Yeah. Well, Indeed. It, it was enough where I didn't get teased for watching it as a kid. Right. My sisters. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> um, because Sailor Moon was definitely something that, like, when I was growing up, boys would not watch. Oh, no, no, no. That, right. yeah. that, that was the joke anime. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. If they were trying to make fun of you, that's what they'd say. I'm imagining remixing the original, you know, Sailor Moon anime, cutting it to focus on Mamoru. Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> it was like two seconds long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that show does not exist. <laughs> just see him in a coma the entire time. That's a half-length TikTok model. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, th- th- that would have been a good joke. For like one of those like anime like short parody videos <laughs> where they just like did the joke and got out. Yeah. What was it called? MV Hell. Like that would be an MV mm-hmm, Hell segment. Mm-hmm. Um, except that then you'd have to explain the setup. Anyway, the point is Card Captor Sakura. Yeah. You said it's like the clamp you're most familiar with, Tori. Indeed. I'm barely familiar with it at all, really. I didn't watch Card Captors. I or it's not that I'm barely familiar with it. I I saw only really marginal bits of it back in the day. Like I had like the first two volumes in like the bilingual edition and i definitely saw the first movie and i saw like maybe some other bits but i feel like i don't know i I first ran into it like with most things probably in mtcff ultra where uh sakura and shaoran are a tag team in gamma for a while and at one point um she seals pikachu into a card when they're fighting ash that's your first experience. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, because, you know, it, it makes a s- kind of intuitive sense for, like, if you can catch a Pokemon, you should be able to seal it into a card. Uh, no. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but, like, the way that her powers work is by sealing the cards back. Wait, no, but sometimes people do... No, am I mixing this up with Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, sometimes people do get stuck in cards. No, I no, think Yeah, that, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. That's Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. No, Mokobo gets stuck in a card. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, in Card Catcher Sakura, they... they uh, 
reseal the cards that Cloud Reed made, and then later Sakura makes her own cards right. out of concept. I, I know it doesn't actually make sense from a card capture's perspective, but it kind of still makes sense from a dumb crossover okay. perspective. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I have a lot of like Pokemon. What are they? They get stored in a computer. Yeah. What is a Pokeball? Apparently, according to more recent games, it's like not a new technology, but like you used to be able to make it out of acorns. Yeah. You like, remember, remember in the first like issue of the Electric Tale of Pikachu manga when they just throw out there like mm-hmm. Pokemon, they're all just one species that exhibit a wide variety of characteristics. And you're like, wait, 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 yeah. Pokemon are one species and these are all phenotypes. That, that actually kind make of makes sense. a lot of sense. I think a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then shouldn't you have like a bunch of like, oh my God, I just realized I was like, shouldn't you have a bunch of hybrid Pokemon? Cause like they'd be well, able to mate they, with each other. But they can mate maybe with that each is, other. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that is how like a new Pokemon species is born. Uh, mutations throughout the years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is all very card captor related. How are we not uh, talking d- about card captors? D- Della, what's your background with card captor Sakura? <laughs> I watched card captors as a kid mm-hmm. a lot. I was pretty into it. And well, it'd be hard to watch because like, you know, we keep on bringing this up for those youngsters that don't know. Terrestrial TV was hell on serialized shows. <laughs> you took what you could get. Yeah, Card Capsules was very serialized too. Not very serialized. It was pretty serialized. There was a lot of um one-shot episodes that would just work if you just didn't catch them randomly, but they would have a progressive story. Mm-hmm. But it was <laughs> they did have some important episodes mm-hmm. like uh, about the uh, Yukito stuff like the progressing the end of the uh, Cloud arc beginning of the of the Sakura card arc so I watched it a lot as a kid and I think that's where I, I absorbed it I don't think I've actually gone back and reabsorbed it as an adult I've kind of let my kid uh, opinions kind of sit and I think I'm not sure I'd like it as much if I went back and saw it as an adult but like I nostalgically enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Although I think at this point, the clamp I've spent most time with is, you know, Holic and Subasa. <laughs> right. Della, I'm really trying to pay attention to what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I, I can't. I'm hung up on the fact that I heard you say terrestrial TV. <laughs> yes, as opposed to digital. It's like analog. As opposed to like space TV. Because that was all I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> what alien channels that are out there? As opposed to Space Channel 5. Yeah, it's The just, rhythm Dreamcast uh, game. Yeah, it's just yeah. TV that's broadcast in waves out the Earth. But, but, but space TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I was paying attention, and yes. <laughs> I feel like our backgrounds are similar because yeah. I um have not really gone back to it as an adult either, which is a caveat I wanted to add too. Is that I there's not a I remember it. It's just like some of the fine points yeah. and details, not and like, so much. I think when I did go back to it, I was in like in my early twenties, and I saw like the Japanese intro for the first time. I was just enchanted. (laughs) (laughs) How pink and fluffy and everything was. And it's like, this this sings to me. (laughs) I... I did go back to it. I checked out the whole manga from the library, mm-hmm. uh, like in preparation for this fanfic. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, it's a lot longer than I remembered it being. It's twelve full volumes. I got through like four of them. I mm, yeah. I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I'm going to go out on a branch and say I think the anime is better than the manga. Could be. I think it's kind of similar to like the Sailor Moon issue, where it's like, oh yeah, mm. it's a lot of whole beautiful, um, you know, spreads and pages, and it's an interesting concept. But as a story, that doesn't make it flow. You know. Both Cardcaptor and Sailor Moon manga have an issue with me where I'm like, 
if I'm concentrating, I can kind of tell the basics of what's happening, maybe. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it's really hard to follow any kind of like movement or, you know, positioning or whatever. Yeah. yeah one of the troubles with this style of shoujo um, animation, and it's not just in Sailor Moon and yeah. Cardcaptor Sakura, it's all over the place, is they pay more attention to the characters' costumes and hairstyles <laughs> than they do to giving you any sort of background or orientation. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know why. It's because, like, I love that. Yeah. It's what girls want to see. It's I want to see focus. it. Not that I'm a girl, but, like, I still want to <laughs> see it. Like, because it's so pretty. Like, and, and that's... Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> it's lovely. But that's what the gays want to see. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I think that was enhanced by the anime because the anime, they had the like the requirement if not the freedom to like design new costumes every episode mm -hmm. and indeed but it would have the uh, coherence of a of a madhouse anime where you'd be able to follow the action and then the great um you know special effects animations for the cloud cards it's like a like a well i remember one of the shots from the card capture intro that they were trying to make it more butch was like a, a lightning wolf it was the great fx shots like that and I think Madhouse is just a great animation studio, and I think that helped a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think people have good things to say about the anime. Like, I, yeah. I would totally believe. And also, just if you give them a little bit more room to grow, sometimes you can do more cool things with the characters. Um, I don't know. Which is kind of like opposite what happens later when the uh, a lot of animation studios need to make more filler, and that filler is noticeably a drop in quality <laughs> mm -hmm. i don't think that's as much back in the 90s era maybe mm. or maybe i'm biased <laughs> <laughs> or maybe our memories of the 90s are just like yeah, yeah all exactly skewed by our our time on this earth but i don't know i like i was just thinking about this um i think what's kind of lovely about the difference between the anime and the manga is that like when i was a kid watching the anime was like this kind of exciting action-oriented experience yeah. because there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of frames. There's um, really cool, you know, especially like when Kiro and the black other one, the one that's other Kiro, playing, the other Kiro, yeah, mirror Kiro. Um, I love that character because they were more like wolf-like, and anyway, yeah. when they transform into their their forms, like the bestial forms. That was so freaking cool. Yeah, it made the uh, transition um, between like the Sharon uses a sword, like yeah. the cute art styles that they'd have, and also the intense art styles mm -hmm. didn't seem too juxtaposed, but you know, they could go either way, and it's fun. Right, but then like reading the manga was something you could do on like a rainy day in your bed and just feel like cozy about it. And I think when I watch the anime, I think more about the action when I read the manga I think more about the like love stories and relationships yeah. good action scenes in the, in the anime mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well why don't we move on to the fanfic yeah uh, what are we reading to today Amato where'd you find it uh, our fanfic today was sent to us by a listener which makes my job super easy we have listeners we have a few yeah, I know. Listeners who like actually reach out to us via email, I was shocked too. I could never do that. <laughs> uh, so this is a personal rec by our follower, Ruby Rose. No relation. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I guess you should have said that, uh, what do you call it, uh, Tiny Toon Adventures style. Yeah. Did you know they re rebooted Tiny Toon's Adventures? Yeah. You know, I might have known that at some point, but it might have just gotten subsumed in my mind in the trivia of they rebooted Animaniacs. I was going to say that. Like, yeah. overshadowed. Yeah, no, it's just on TV, a reboot, like, 
couple months ago. <laughs> I mean, they oh, okay. probably because of the Animaniacs reboot, right? Because there was crossover between those. And in the reboot, they are siblings. Okay. But then what do they say? I don't know. I haven't watched one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, relation. <laughs> the story itself is called Caught on Camera by Half Moon. I don't have this. Half Eaten Moon. I need to get back to the fanfic by Half Eaten Moon. That's a great handle, by the way. Half Eaten Moon. It's evocative. I mean, it makes me think of the Wallace and Gromit. Uh, you know, the way the moon is cheese. Oh, that's a sad one. <laughs> yeah. That made me sad as a kid with the rollout, which is sitting there with the, Oh, yeah. Every moment. Is, like, I know they immediately walk it back, but I was always hit by the, that profound hopelessness. <laughs> that's actually a really excellent point. I haven't reflected on that in a while. That's what I honed in on as a kid. So I was a happy kid. <laughs> I was a happy kid. Uh, <laughs> You can find Half Eaten Moon, uh, sorry, sorry, the story, you can find this story specifically on fanfiction.net, as well as other stuff by Half Eaten Moon. This story is from 2003, which puts it firmly in the retro category. Um, I'm perfectly happy with that. And looks like later on, the author mostly did, oh, they've done Digimon and Haruhi Suzumiya. And, mm-hmm. and whoa, a Zoid's whoa, whoa. story. Walk that back. Oh, it's Zoid's story. <laughs> Digimon? Digimon. Is Digital it retro? Monsters? Is it? Yeah, the Digimon Digimon are the, the champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we're constantly, you know, you're you're still looking for that good old Digimon yes. fanfic. So depending on how much you like this story, we could read something else. Well, well how old are those ones too? I mean, pre Suzumiya, so 2003 mostly. Mm. Uh, 2004. A lot of these are 2010. Okay, we need to. Yeah, spoiler alert. I did like this fanfic, but also <laughs> it's only 3,000 words, so that's. Again, uh, I always say admire conciseness, but it's not like the best judge of like what a writer mm. can do. Um, I'm seeing a few short Digimon and one long Digimon. I'm I'm sorry, I got upset because I was uh, glancing through the names of through the descriptions of some of them, and there's a reference to Endless Eight. And I just got re angry again. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's oh, guys. That got someone fired on the Har- Haruhi Suzumiya anime. Good. <laughs> it's you know the type of story where people are caught in a time loop. Yeah, no, I... They were like, let's do that, but let's, like, really do it. They don't tell people, and they just have an episode where there's time yeah. loop, and they fail. Then there's the next episode, like, oh, it's exactly the same. It's another another one of the time loop. They'll figure it out this time. And then they have another episode with a time loop where everything's the same, and they try to work things out. Then they have another episode with a, where every, there's a time loop, and everything's the same, and things don't work out. Then they have another episode, and this is where I stopped. I think, <laughs> another time loop... Everything it just goes on. Like, another episode where there's a time loop and everything doesn't work out. And another episode where there's a time, time okay, loop and everything you, doesn't work you, out. And, and, and then on the eighth episode, they finally fix it. Endless eight. Fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Endless it, five it, it and then give up. It did end. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it ends. It ends. Then, yeah. yeah. It's implied that like the, there's a time loop that's been going on for a huge amount of time. But it's like, you, that's two episodes stopped. Fuck off. Episodes. I feel like in Beautiful mm-hmm. Dreamer, it happens twice mm-hmm. before major things happen. And even then, there's major differences in the second time than the first time. There's not that big differences between <laughs> eight of them. Okay, moving on. Uh, anyway, this story is the opposite <laughs> of Endless because it is about 3,000 words long. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also got 53 faves, five follows because people follow 
one-shot stories for some reason, and 31 comments, which is pretty good, you know, stats for a 2003 short anime fanfic. Do we have a RetroFanFiction.net account? Uh, we do. Okay. Why, do you want to leave a comment? I do, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we do. I've only used to try to get in touch with... Um, with authors, though, as usual, I've been I've been dropping the ball lately and did not try to contact Half Eaten Moon to see if the moon's fully eaten or whatever. I mean, by by now, right? They've they've had plenty of time to. Our fan who wrecked it just said that it has stayed with them, and so uh, we are going into it. But when looking at the basic description, I was like, "Card Captor Sakura, Shoujo Eye, Short." I feel like these are all things that we as a group are interested in. <laughs> and so I thought that it was a, a good, you know, probably a, a good one to try reading. Yeah, true story. I was like watching the email conversation and I opened the link to see what it was and accidentally read it like you, right you, after it came in. When it's 3,000 words long, you just accidentally read a fanfic. I know you like trip yeah. on it. You're like, whoops, I read it. <laughs> Oops, the whole thing. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. Oops, it fell into my eyeball. Yeah, and, and then Amato's like, hey, we should do this fanfic. I'm like, oops, I already read it. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm glad because it's a it's a fun little fic. Um, it's a, we already mentioned this author likes Shoujo Ai and Yuri, and it's a Tomoyo and Sakura shipping. Yeah. Which is fair. I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, because Tomoyo has a clear crush explicit, on Sakura. Yes, very explicit, explicit romantic yeah. crush. Um. And so here's the premise caught on camera. Basically, what? how old are they like now? 16? 16, so, yes. Someone just turned 16? One, yeah, one of their... Uh, Naoko? Aiko uh, Biko? <laughs> Why did I forget? So, Na- Naoko's birthday, yes. Yeah, Naoko's birthday party and she just turned 16. And I don't know when all of their birthdays are, but they're all in the same year in school. So they're all around 16. They're having a sleepover at the Daidoji Mansion because if you're going to have a sleepover anywhere, you do it at the, you know... Kid's house who has the mansion. The rich kid's house. Right, exactly. Every time. (laughs) And it's it's all of the main cluster of friends from the manga. I guess they've stayed friends. So that gives us Sakura and Tomoyo. And also Rika, who is the one who I will try not to go off on. um, But we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Chiharu, who's the one who is an item with... Uh, the actual best character Yamazaki, who, <laughs> who just lies for no reason, and that's his personality. Weird. <laughs> and weird. That's Mato's favorite. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> he lies just for fun all the time, and that's his. That's like his whole deal. Yeah, I'm just always amazed what what grabs your attention, Amato. I, I mean, I'm fascinated. <laughs> he he doesn't like. I know they like describe it as lying, but like really, it's more like he's trying to it's hyperbolic. Yeah, yeah. he's he's. Uh, making stuff up but he knows that he's funning right right, right like, for sure. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. it's he's very a tongue very tongue-in-cheek character yeah and and i i agree i think that is kind of fun to witness especially because you know he's got his girlfriend uh chiharu to kind of like rein him in right yeah, yeah. I, I think my young neurodiversion ass didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> uh, well okay let me put it this way and i'll try not to talk about rick anymore I will take it as a personality trait over dating a grown-ass adult as a fourth grader. Moving on. Um, <laughs> and Naoko is the one with the straight yeah. hair who likes ghost stories and has glasses. Oh, okay. That's that one. Okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, the first part of the story is, well, the frame so, story, I should say. Yeah, I was going to mention this. Technically, yeah. I was like, wait, they're not at the sleepover anymore. But no, right. they technically actually 
they are, are still at the sleepover. They're still at the sleepover, but everyone's sleepover. gone to sleep. Except for Tomoyo, mm-hmm. who's going over her footage. Um, oh, so this is the morning, it appears. Like yeah. she, she wakes up in the morning, she checks her camera, she took footage of it because she constantly is filming people. Well, so this is especially Sakura. Well, mostly are, Sakura. If talking about mostly Sakura. S- setup, this is post series, right? right? I don't remember how they ended. Oh, yeah. The oh, significantly. Oh, yeah. it does, it, like, well, well, after. Even, even in the sequel series, like the clear cards, they're junior high. Yeah. So this is like way later. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering whether this is an uh, anime person or a manga person. Hmm. Sure how you could tell. I'm not sure when they're, when they, I can tell. When they went this far post series. Well, if you're saying, if Amato, if your claim that they don't explicitly, well, I guess that wouldn't necessarily be true because they probably consumed both but like right. uh explicitly make rika's relationship with her teacher clear in the anime <laughs> which that's good good the, for them yes. that they didn't have a fourth grader dating the, the, the teacher the, the, or... my, my understanding is there, that relationship is not a relationship in the anime in the anime right good there is a whole falling out in this story because rika didn't tell Naoka that she was engaged and right. I'm assuming that they're alluding well, look, to that relationship but I, I honestly don't know. It could be just that she's engaged to some other random much more reasonable person who is not a sexual yeah. predator yeah. and we can all celebrate because it's not made explicit at, right? at 16. Yeah. Yeah. You know <laughs> like another 16 year old and they're just dumb kids. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm um, gonna hope. I don't think that's how the laws work. I think <laughs> well I, I think it's worse than that. No, I mean, um, actually, depending in the U.S., I mean, I don't know if they're going by Japanese law or because this writer, I actually don't know if they're from the U.S., but they write in English. They could be from the U.K. or Canada or the U.S. or there's some other English speaking countries. Well, these uh, South Africa. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway. look, look, yeah, we don't. Yeah, th- that's all irrelevant. But, <laughs> OK, the point is the frame story. Mm-hmm. So. Deli, you were talking about this being post-series. The yes. main thing post-series that is relevant is that Sakura and Shaoran were an item, but then he broke up with her and moved back to Hong Kong. Which seems fair. Um, that is a thing that happened before this story that is significant. As for this story, it's a sleepover. Tomoya wakes up early mm-hmm. and she looks over her footage and she's like, oh, dang, I accidentally left the, the video camera running overnight because she like got distracted from a pillow fight and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... So she's going back over this footage, and in addition to the stuff she filmed, which is like some, you know, uh, wholesome sleepover, friends having fun sort of stuff, actually, it was also running for a conversation after other people were asleep with Naoko talking to Sakura. And that's most of the fanfic, is this conversation between the two of them that Tomoyo is like accidentally you know, spying on. Not accidentally. It was a Nalco's device to show Tomoyo. Oh, yeah. excuse me. I, so, I missed that somehow. Yes. So um, there's these like cute little descriptions, right? Della, did you want to? Yeah. Um, talking about. Oh, watching, no, it's right there. You're right. You're right. Yeah, well, watching subtle stuff. And suddenly the camera was watching the world around it again, peeping out from the top of the backpack. Despite the fact that she was alone, Tomoyo felt her face growing warm at the sight she was being shown and had no doubt that Naoko meant for her to see this. As she might have no experience with camcorders, it still wasn't in focus, but Naoko had captured an embarrassingly clear image of Tomio fast asleep on the couch with her head on Sakura's lap. You are correct. You are totally correct. I I was misremembering that because she did explicitly turn off the video camera like before they had like some serious discussions. And then and also 
Yeah, she kept keeps on looking back at the camera. Yeah. She keeps well, on, right. She keeps on pulling a gym every so often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you already read the part with the they were talking about like the static on the screen and stuff? No, not no. that specifically, okay. but but I, it doesn't matter. I guess I was just gonna say that I appreciate how much description they put into like this is how a camcorder works and like this is what we're watching. I'm literally picturing picturing a scene of the back of Tomoyo's head at like a big screen in front of her even though well if she's rich she probably would have a giant screen he does have a viewing screen yeah uh canonically both manga oh, that's and anime. right yeah i'm just picturing like this dark room and we're watching the screen with like a silhouette of her head in front of it <laughs> yeah i like the the attention to also like tomoyo as a uh videographer mm-hmm. like i i don't know there's this point at the end like they the, i'm skipping around but it's a very short fanfic the camera at the end freezes on like a nice, you know, beautiful shot of like Sakura looking, you know, tenderly at Tomoyo. And at the end of the fanfic, Caro like is like, look at that image. And Tomoyo, Tomoyo's first comment is, um, it's way out of focus and the zoom should have been at 73 millimeters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I just like, I just like remembering that it's like, this is a hobby for Tomoyo. She's like, you know, she's got some knowledge. She's got the knowledge. She's got the the equipment for it. Exactly. For it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just a full on, you know, single purpose geek. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like that about her. It's like, yeah, she's super into Sakura. She's also kind of into uh, videography. Yeah. Well, things. <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually what that's that is another thing to like about this fic is like, as far as I recall from the series, like Tomoyo likes to film Sakura and design costumes for her. Mm -hmm. Yes. But it's never made explicit like how much he's actually into like the art of film making. No, they mention it in the anime at least. Uh, She cuts together things and canonically uh, the first intro is something she cut together. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. There's like a little short of her like showing it and Sakura's like that's why you shot all those scenes for (laughs) and like with Sakura standing next to a cardboard cutout of Yukito and stuff. So, yeah, That's she does videography and editing stuff in the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess what I, I was more alluding to is like, you know, it, and originally, you know, they're in fourth grade, you know, like, but it's nice to see her as a 16 year old having like this knowledge and this mm, passion yeah. and like yeah. seeing like, like you know, this is her, this is her thing. Yeah. She's, yeah. Not, she's not just obsessed with Sakura, she's really into film. And in fact, they don't even mention costume design in this. They really don't mention anything about the cloud cards. Well, or... that's because that situation has been resolved yeah, exactly. for how many years at this point, right? Right. So like, it's there's like, no reason. Sakura is to... probably just like the most powerful magician in, you know, whatever, at least this part of the world. Mm-hmm. But whatever. No big deal. In peacetime. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, okay. So here's what it is about. This conversation that Naoko, um, you know, engineered Tomoyo to see. Mm-hmm. She and Sakura are talking about a few sensitive kind of emotional topics. Um, there's various threads. Yeah. They, they, they recap. They talk well, about Rika being engaged. Well, yeah, there's this thing there's where this Naoko got into a fight with Rika over Rika, not like she thought that they were close, especially since they were like the two single ones or whatever. But like Rika had not told her um, about some highly personal stuff that she, specifically that she was engaged implicitly that Rika has been engaged since she was eight years old, but 
Nah. You know, let's move on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. In any case, it was it the, the, finding this out hurt Naoko because she thought it was like a betrayal of the closeness that she assumed that they had. Yes. And there's, yeah, there's that conversation of Sakura as being typically nice. But like before all of that, before like Tomoyo finds this as mm-hmm. she's like recounting, um, oh, and everyone showed up to the party and blah, blah, blah. And there's something where Sakura gets a phone call from Sharon, and there's this description of like, I don't know, her facial expression, just like kind of falling and getting this like really tense. Oh no, wait, Sakura right. doesn't get it. Well, Mailing calls now to wish her happy calls. birthday. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then Sharon gets on the phone uh, with. Yeah. I, I, I only once did Sakura's mood slip when Mailing yeah. forced her cousin to grumble a few birthday wishes as well. At the sound of Sharon's voice, her happy expression suddenly lapsed into a closed and indecipherable facade. Tomoyo hastily averted the camera from her friend's face, but Sakura quickly composed herself and leapt back into the conversation after a few moments with the faintest trace of a strain in her smile that only the camera girl would notice. Mm. By the time Mei Ling hung up the phone, even that had vanished. So that's like within the first couple paragraphs. So now we've got scaffolding for what's going to come next, mm-hmm. which is after Naoko explains, they already talked about the fight at the very beginning. After Naoko explains the fight, she kind of comes, you know, she kind of works it out for herself. She's like, I feel bad. I should apologize. I shouldn't have been so upset about our oath. Essentially, like Sakura is just there to be like, yeah. I understand. It'd just be empathetic, which is honestly a great tactic. Yeah, I, I it mean, works. So, like, Sakura is Sakura is great in that where she's like, no, like you you were angry, like it's it's okay to have emotions, like you shouldn't beat yourself up over that. Yes. Good advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> healthy relationship boundaries, you know, <laughs> which but, is what like causes her to sort of transition into Naoko being very observant. This is third person omniscient for everyone who's present. Mm-hmm. Naoko sort of a like gets this sort of like. Huh? About Sakura when she's like, it's okay to be hurt, and trails off. Yeah, implicitly, this is also her still processing her breakup and that <laughs> yes. kind of thing. Well, that's when it's revealed that yeah, she and Sharon yeah. broke up. And um, right. Uh, now goes you know depressed over being single, and Sakura's like, you never know what's going to happen. Things change, or sometimes they don't. There might be someone besides Rika for you, like. Uh, and but then, then she goes into talking about her breakup. The last few months have been hell for me. I knew Tomoyo was a great friend, but I never could have asked what she's given me. Well, I think we, we didn't mention why they broke up, which they... Oh, yeah. Well, if we're talking about relationships stuff, it's, it's important context. That, that is true. That's true. Yeah. Why they break up? Uh, Sharon just didn't feel it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And I mean, look, <laughs> if they were kind of dating through adolescence, like, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing is going to happen. And uh, yeah, I think it's important that we we do talk about the emotional beats because that's the meat of the story. That's okay. true. But, uh, um, as as a Yuri fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have uh, trying to do a coupling with someone who's in a canon pet uh, relationship, pet passing relationship. <laughs> you you do have to kind of, or, or it's just shipping in general. When, when right. there's a canon ship, you have to move one of them out, out of the way in order to repair. Yeah, and I think this was a very kind way to do it that didn't feel forced. It didn't. It doesn't villainize him, except mm-hmm. that he's not good about talking about his emotions. That's fine. Like it's not. It's not villainizing him for no longer wanting to continue the relationship. Mm-hmm. The only way he's kind of an asshole is is in his like you know, overly masculine, like unable to talk about things properly sort of way. And yeah. even then, it's kind of sympathetic to him because uh, Naoko goes out of her way to be like, 
look, it was the only way he could do that emotionally was by being like kind of curt and being like, nope, this is over. I'm done. I'm leaving. Instead of like trying to engage or discuss it or draw it out and hurting his pride, which is all he would have left. Yeah. I mean, it's actually, it's quite good because you get to see the like Sakura from Naoko's perspective, like, or in Tomoyo's perspective, maybe because Tomoyo is still watching the video. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, by the way, the whole time they're having this conversation, Tomoyo is asleep in Sakura's lap in the video. In the video. With her head in Sakura's lap. And Sakura's stroking her hair and stuff. Um, And Tomoyo's just kind of like watching this video, in the present, watching this video of of them very raptly. But I do do appreciate because Shara notoriously bad at feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like this whole conversation just works really, really well. Um, and Naoko seems like a really sympathetic person. And when Sakura says what, you mean his pride was more important than I was. Um Sakura, Naoko looks stern now. You have to at least try to understand this was a loss for him as well. Without you, Sharon's pride is all he has, and if he'd broken down, that would be gone. The only way he could hold himself together would be a quick, cold, brutal breakup, which he could get away from as soon as possible. So we can forget about me. Naoko looked up in alarm, and even Tomoyo, watching in darkness, was a little surprised. She had never heard Sakura speak with such bitterness before. Somehow Tomoyo found herself wishing she had been awake to comfort Sakura, just as she had been for so many weeks and days. Mm -hmm. I think that's like... That's good, right? The yeah. solid, like, emotional writing, especially for, like, these characters and this 16-year-old dynamic, you know? It's but also it, calling back to, like, a lot of emotions, both uh, in the scene and implied in the past and how this is part of the process. And it, it's a very, like, simple writing that still feels evocative of, like, a whole timeline while still keep, keeping the present action moving. I think if I had no idea who these characters were, I would know it from this this story. Yeah. And that's very interesting. Well, I think they have to um, extrapolate a little bit with Naoko. Mm. But when you talk mm. about characters, like, for example, I do appreciate Sakura went through a breakup after, like, a long relationship. Mm-hmm. It's shitty. She's hurt. She's angry. It's all very understandable. But the author also doesn't forget who Sakura is. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Naoko does this whole speech where it's like, I know you don't trust... Uh, like, don't let this scare you. I mean, one bad experience shouldn't make you even less willing to trust people or to fall in love. And Sakura's immediately like, oh, it hasn't, Sakura said <laughs> earnestly. Well, I suppose when I was really down, I said a lot of stuff I didn't mean about how I'd never love anyone again, yada, yada. I'm sure you've heard it all before. Yeah. But but like, I just appreciate, though, fundamentally, she's a very optimistic person with like a high, you yeah. know, a high baseline of happiness. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not gonna... She's going to feel hurt. She's going to feel bad things, but she's also someone who is likely to recover from that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And also all you needed to like, well, not all. I mean, that's part of it. But like the biggest point to me was that part I just read where it was like Naoko is like shocked and Tomoyo watching is shocked when Sakura says something that sounds bitter. And it's not even that bitter. No. <laughs> like, it's like very reasonable. And also, Tomoyo has been comforting Sakura for weeks about this breakup. And still, she is shocked that Sakura would say something like that. And I think that's where you go, like, yeah, that's this character. Like, never bitter, ever, ever. Yeah. Again, I think it, I think it speaks to like uh, Sakura's character in the show because like her traits are just being tearful and being resilient and mm-hmm. tough as hell. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just 
I think a good extrapolation to the age 16 of the this powerful sorcerer <laughs> <laughs> trying to deal with with their romance. And then then we move towards the climax because she out of that part of the conversation about like oh that she'll bounce back romantically. But well, Naoko, can you keep a secret? The girl's eyes slid towards the camera for a moment and looked unseeingly into Tomoyo's. <laughs> I wouldn't tell a soul. Yeah, but, but pulls a gym. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then, now I can't not picture that expression, right? <laughs> Anytime I imagine people barreling down the camera, that's, that's what it looks like. <laughs> now, the only weird thing about that transition, I would say, is that Naoko set up the camera way before this point. Mm-hmm. presumably for this purpose mm-hmm. but she hasn't really steered the conversation specifically to getting i mean she has a little bit but yeah. she couldn't assume that sakura would voluntarily bring this up it seemed like her goal was goal was to figure out what had happened with the uh, shaoran now, maybe so. Maybe Naoko is just like a, an extreme mastermind and realizes that as soon as she starts about talking about her falling out with rika it's gonna like provoke some sort of i think maybe at this point they're both pretty obvious about it yeah the friends around them are just getting frustrated (laughs) (laughs) right i could see that (laughs) well and i think like naoko in this at least i don't remember i remember her being pretty i do do remember being a little bit calculating the original but she's also not a character that's given very much and she likes ghost stories and blah 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 and you know glass is so smart (laughs) yeah (laughs) obviously exactly Speaking of someone with glasses, can confirm. <laughs> the bigger the glasses, I should, the I should take mine off then. <laughs> <laughs> and I should get some huge ones. Just exactly. Kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Anyway, what happens here is that Sakura goes in to being like, actually, I've kind of got a crush on someone else already. And they're like, oh no, who? <laughs> Looking at the camera. <laughs> um. Well, was it? Um, there's someone else that I like. Love, I mean. That's great, her friend enthused. And here was me thinking it would take ages for you to start making new friends, or boyfriends as case may be. There's something funny about the smile on her face when she said that. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> See, she is leading it. Like uh, At this point, at she At this is. point, yeah, I know. Right. Like, yeah. Sakura's already said she uh, likes someone else. Skipped a little but... bit. Um, I've known her, Sakura says, I've known her for a long time already, and I trust her more than anyone else in the w- world. Her, Naoko asks, coyly, <laughs> that cheeky grin getting cheekier. Oh, don't worry. I don't have a problem with that at all. But tell me, who's the lucky girl? <laughs> so th- and, this seems like part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And and what I like here is the character beat also where Tomio freaks out and stops the yeah. recording. Fair. Yeah. Like, totally fair. <laughs> because, like, despite how obviously telegraphed this is that it's got to be her, mm-hmm. like... I mean, she's... Stroking her hair. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's the point, is that, like, if there weren't all of these other cues going on in the environment, right. the hair stroking, the emotional support, the blah, 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 the fact that Sakura is not that close with anyone else, then Tomoyo, like, something about her slamming her finger onto the pause button as hard as she ever has or something, that wouldn't make a lot of sense because just because Sakura has a crush on a girl doesn't mean it's her. But they have definitely set it up where Tomoyo's like, right, yeah. yep, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna be me. I've loved her for a while. We've known each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the, the writing here is good, too. The image on the screen froze. Tomoyo's thumb was pressed so hard to the, on, to the pause button that it was trembling. In fact, her entire body was rigid with shock and disbelief. Belief. 
She had always wished for this in the flighty fantasies that were common to each and every one of us, but never had she dared to hope for it. But it was there in plain view for her to see. Sakura's hands had been toying with her friend's hair the entire time, but now they're almost hugging the sleepy head, only stopping for fear of waking her. It was the look on her face that really spoke, though. It expressed more love and tenderness than her words ever would. That messy, blurry, badly filmed image was beautiful enough to be the jewel of Tomoyo's collection. Badly filmed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, yeah, the camcorder was out of focus and setting it a backpack. Yeah. It set there by Naoko. And the zoom was just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love this, though, because, like, um, of course Tomoyo knows exactly how Sakura is feeling, even though she's wanting to deny it. Because she observes her. That's what she does. She films her friend, or at least she did back when they were doing car capture stuff. But I, you know, apparently she's still doing filming. So she knows like all of these cues that were just described in that quote. Tomoyo is like extra attentive to it in a way that someone else might not be. Um, and then, of course, it ends with it being the jewel of her collection, <laughs> which is, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but... Yeah. Well, it's because, I mean, w whether... However you feel about it, pictures of Sakura is her, you know, main yes. hobby, right? So, know. you know. Yeah. And then Kiro shows up, which is cute. Yeah, it's it's fun. I, I like that he's like, wow. And, you know, he's, he startles her. And he's like, Shh, calm down. I only came over because Sakura is still asleep and Toya wouldn't let me into the fridge. So I thought I'd come up to see if you have any che <laughs> cheesecake. I don't know. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah. <laughs> then they have a fun little conversation here. I was like, you know, I, I know that I'm the co uh, comedic relief, but like, I can see what's going on and that's okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He describes himself as a bulldozer, I believe, well, which felt weird to me. But And also, um, I thought you'd be happier. Well, yes, I am. It's just that her eyes widen as she slowly realized what he'd said. What? You think I don't know how much you like her? Carol ruffled, uh, ruffled her hair. I'm not as smart as Naoko. I may look like I'm just a fuzzy little cheesecake munching bulldozer. But I do notice these things, you know. Does she know how I feel? The Guardian Beast just raised an eyebrow. This is Sakura we're talking about, isn't it? Okay, so she doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely yeah. a conversation way early in the manga that I read where, you know, Tomoyo's like, I love you, Sakura. And she's like, I love you too, Tomoyo. And Tomoyo's like, I think we're talking about different kinds of loves. Uh, kinds of love. And Sakura's like, what? And Tomoyo's like, well, Forget it. No, like, we'll talk about this when yeah. we're older. Yeah, Sakura is just being <laughs> protagonist dance about things. Absolutely. Okay, except Sakura is like, okay, that's true. But I also, like, always interpreted that as, like, everyone else is weird. Sakura is reasonably developed for a nine or ten-year-old child. Eight-year-old? Right. Yeah. Eight-year-old? No, no, sorry, 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 sorry nine-year-old, nine-year-old. Yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah, you're right. Um... I don't know. Maybe that was just my like little ideals. I mean, I was pretty young too. I was, you know, like ten or eleven yeah. when I so they, first conceived this. Then they talk, then they're like, "Hey, let, let's meet up later and ask her when she wakes up how things are going." And then, can I just read out the end? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, and yet it's one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. Even though it's the, it, it lasts but a moment. You settle down on her shoulder. Come on, why don't we go go back around to Sakura's house so she can hear what she wants from you, not me? She's still asleep. Uh, she'll still be asleep. There was a trace of mischief in Tomoyo's smile. After all, Carol finishes. This is this is soccer we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Carol finished dryly. Then he brightened. Well, then in the meantime, I'll bet your fridge is chock a block with yummies. Is that why he said chock a block? That's why earlier? I said it. <laughs> I didn't even realize because I was like, I I never uh, say that. I noticed it too. I, yeah. I like the phrase, but I never hear it as much. I know. Okay. Anyway, 
We'll have our own private sugary feast, Tomio agrees. You go, now, you go downstairs and get some pies out of the freezer. I'll come down in a minute. What are you waiting for? Taro asks suspiciously. Just go on, please. Oh, all right. But don't go running off without me, hear? Yes, I hear. Alone in the dark little room again, Tomio curled up in a comfortable ball, hugging her knees and press play. The end. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. I like that you don't actually see anything past the paused part. It's good. It's a little harsh, but it's good. <laughs> no, but it's because it's the lens that like... Oh, you mean past the pause part? I was like, I thought you were going to... I preempted. I, was, I thought you were going to say that you don't see their confession. Okay. Never mind. Uh, but that is a thing. Yeah, but that well. al- that's also what it is. Yeah. But also, like, that was all you needed from that video. Tomoyo's realization. Yeah, of course, of course. And I, I like, I always like that kind of, um, you know, frugal storytelling where, like, if you don't need to see it, then we don't need to see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I well, mean, you're right. But, like, I, I read romance for the, for the flutteries. <laughs> I would be happy with, a, like, time skip sequel to this. But right now, I feel like, the idea of it is self-contained. It is, yeah. Because it's it has to be Tomoyo alone in the room, except for when Kiro comes in. Um, but he's there to kind of like move forward, that move the plot forward to the end. Yeah. And he's only there for a moment. It's a Tomoyo alone in the room watching the video because that is something she does. That's part also of her character. Speaking of which, I just realized I totally messed up even the framing here. This is like my one of my worst, like fanfic descriptionings in a long time because this is the morning after the sleepover but it wasn't at tomoyo's house i just assumed it was because of why wouldn't it be it's a mansion it wasn't but, but no she I is back she is back afterwards oh. it was at someone else's house presumably naoko's um because it's naoko's birthday right yamazaki had dropped chihiro off there She's back at her it's mansion so the next morning, now. going into the room where she watches the. We all missed it. It doesn't matter. But 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 since Caro's there, I kind of assumed like I, I don't know. Well, I was in my head. He says Toya wouldn't let me into the fridge, and Toya is Sakura's older brother. Which, first of all, he'd probably. I don't. Wait know a why. minute. You're right. I I so, read that as as Tomoyo's mom, but she doesn't actually no. know. It's Sakura's older brother wouldn't let. Kiro into the fridge. So he went all the way over own to house. He went all the way over to Tomoyo's house. Yeah, I mean, she probably does have cheesecake, but like, I, it just seems a bit silly, right? Well, it depends on how much cheesecake she has. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> Tomoyo's mom is Sonomi, right? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget Toya's name because his uh, English dub name was Tori, mm-hmm. which oh. is actually part of the reason I picked my name because it was one of the first gay relationships I saw. Aww. Yeah, was him and Yuki, <laughs> and I thought they were so cute. I, you know, it is kind of just neat. One of the things, like, I may be very, very angry at Clamp for the Rika and teacher thing, mm-hmm. but like the way just like nobody in that series is straight is pretty pleasant. <laughs> It's oh like, yeah. It's just like nobody. <laughs> it's it like it's not even this isn't even one of those fanfics where like you know, oh well, you know, Sakura's only been seen, you know, crushing on male, but but we'll say she's like bisexual. It's like no, she spent like so many chapters describing how her substitute math teacher gave her a fluttery feeling every time she was nearby her. <laughs> it's like no, Sakura's not straight either. No one's straight. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I think that that is especially important. Like nowadays we're getting a lot of stuff in like with streaming, you know, and less network. Like back when we were growing up, you weren't allowed to show gay relationships on television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even talking like a gay kiss. I'm talking like people can't hold hands. They have to just like allude to it vaguely. Um, so having this in that day and age, like with clamp doing that is incredible. And Obviously, when they brought it to the U.S., they censored the shit out of it. Yeah. But and, and again, I'm going to do what I do often and bring this back to Stephen Universe. Yes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I forgot when that came out, but it was 10 years ago, maybe. 2014, 2015. But the reason why the last season of Stephen Universe feels so rushed was because they cut off a whole, whole season. Mm-hmm. The, the studio said... They wanted to do a, a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. So you said, if you do this, you're not getting another season, period. And they mm-hmm. said, okay. Oh, and they ran with that. Wow, cool. And that's yeah. why it went immediately from that to the end of the series. Ooh, so mm-hmm. wait, they were allowed to do that in their contract? Like, they could actually produce that episode, they just get canceled after it? They wouldn't get renewed for another season. Ooh, yeah, that's wow. I mean, I obviously that's a big penalty, but like, yeah, the powerful it, gay wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it was the first. Yeah, you know? yeah. sure. I mean, people talk about how like this is like, of course, it's soon, but no, we're still fucking fighting for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. well, I, this was in context to the um the Owl House. People talking about like how the the newer Owl House fans were talking about how like Steven Universe fans were like hyping up Steven Universe universe too much and that, that Steven Universe was actually too scared to do it I'm like no no at the time they were fighting for it yeah <laughs> they put course. everything on the line for it I mean like there are ways in which even like I don't know Star Trek the original series was fighting for it yeah like, they did what they could they did what you could mm-hmm. um, I'm just glad Korosami's canon now <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's, yeah it's the most yes. canon thing Ever. Oh my gosh. I was parking someplace and the truck next to me had a Coruscant sticker on it. I was like, who are you? Are we friends so now? Cute. And then you stole the truck. <laughs> right? No, I don't I don't need another car. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you do need a truck because all lesbians have trucks. Touche. <laughs> you got me there. How else am I gonna get, get everything back from Home, home Depot? I actually exactly. have to think about that. I'm gonna to have to replace the sink at some point. I'm gonna do that. So wait, <laughs> now okay. now I'm, I'm truly thinking out like the the card captor crush you know network of relationships right now. Oh, I think don't and do it. Yeah, it's it's crazy because not only is everybody like. Uh, you know, we only have male or female representing characters, right? So everybody's yeah. gay or bisexual, but also mm-hmm. there's this bizarre cluster where like Hoya and. Miho, but also Toya and Yue. So he's canonically bisexual. Miho, and I, I don't. Miki. Oh God! Yeah, it's no. like Sakura no, no, no. and Yue, but also Sakura and Shaoran. But that's not Shaoran and Yue, but also Shaoran and Sakura. Yeah. It, and first of all, you should probably say Yuki rather than Yue because Yue is alter y- 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 ego, y- y- right? Excuse me. Y- Yuki is yeah. not, not Yue. Yeah. Um, but but like, it's okay okay Carol but like some of those are same, uh, are just like crushes and some of them are like relationships that sure, actually sure, pan sure, out sure. right yeah like Toei and Yuki though Yuki's doesn't he like integrate with you at some way it doesn't matter whatever yeah I don't remember but he, the point he, is that they get together canonically during the they're in the Sakura card arc mm. because she didn't have enough to sustain that right. many familiars <laughs> too high upkeep costs 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so he he gave up all his magic for, for UA That's to still be right. Because if UA disappears, so would uh, Yuki. So would Yuki. And, but like eventually like Yuki realizes he's UA and they like. Yeah, it yeah. It's not even that important. It's not what we're talking <laughs> but, about. We have one mention of Toya in this. Yes. And by it's, not, Kira, and it's, so, even a, it's also strange yeah. and raises questions. So Doesn't really matter. But I, I think a mod, if you're trying to imagine it, it wouldn't be like a ray graph. It would just be all the names and a whole bunch of squiggles <laughs> all, all around it. Yeah, pretty there's much. A, there's a lot of flirting and it makes yeah. sense because, well, it doesn't well, make sense for the children, well, but it, it makes sense for the teenagers. It makes sense for Clamp. Yeah. <laughs> but like the relationships that pan out yeah. are pretty explicit, I think. No, Clamp's Oh yeah, sure, just, sure, sure. Clamp's just horny. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> horny, Gotta love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> though, I mean, okay, actually, mm-hmm. wow, I never thought of it through this lens. So maybe the impetus behind Cardcaptor Sakura or like the idea was just like, let's make a kid oriented thing. But Clamp could stop being horny. <laughs> Honestly, that's, that's why yeah. there are kids like having like nine year olds having crushes on yeah. each other and on teachers and, and like on teenagers. Th- that's how the representation got in there, too, because they were big in the BL scene, too. So, they, Indeed, oh, yeah. Yeah. so, they, so they knew how to do the slow burn <laughs> Subtextual, made textual. <laughs> I, I would also like to point out, Tori, just for the record, Ray Earth was serialized in the same manga magazine as Cardcaptor Sakura and Sailor Moon. It was aimed at the same demographic as Sakura. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it makes, makes yeah. sense for sure. But it's way less gay. What are we talking about? <laughs> um, I guess the fanfic's over. So I guess what we're talking about is what was your least favorite thing about this fanfic or something you think could be improved? That's hard. It, it got in, got out, did what it needed. Oh, fan Japanese. Yeah, there's a little bit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I know it's not your favorite. Well, you know what? My complaint now that we're talking over it is that the frame story is cool, but I did confuse myself about where things were and such. Mm-hmm. Like, and why, 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 why Toya mentioned why Kara was like, wait, but we're at the Daidoji mansion. I don't know. Some parts were too subtle. I feel like, um, yeah, it, it lost me a little bit in the the physical realities outside of the flashback films. That's probably true, but I wasn't focusing on that at all. I was mm-hmm. zeroed in on the gay. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tori? I mean, I like there's like it's short enough um, that, and it's well written enough that it, there is there are a few things to complain about and mine was going to be yours of auto just that like especially towards the end when you're really coming to that climax having kiro show up and be like toyo wouldn't let me into the fridge and you're like wait where are we anymore i thought we were at tomoyo's <laughs> house and why would toyo be there like I, that was a huge distraction i have never known him to fly across the town to another place independent right. of sakura even looking for cheesecake that's just not a thing he does indeed so i found that even just his appearance might have been a distraction. I'm, I'm think Tomoyo needed someone to process mm-hmm. with. Right. That's yeah. that was his role. The, the conversations right. were good. The reason why but the characters were there was weird. They could have said it like, they could have had the sleepover at Tomoyo's house. She, she could be watching back the the video. On that the that's on what the my mind or, or, said was happening. Or that like my mind yeah. rewrote it to be like it's the morning after the sleepover at her mansion, and she's up early and she's going over this. Yeah, and then but then the person who shows there. up, right. could, yeah, and Kara Kara <laughs> could be there. Yeah, right. Kara could have come with Sakura, of right. course, or like 
some other friend could have been the person she processes with. Like, it didn't matter who she processed with, mm. except that Kiro gets to make a cameo. Right. So, yeah, if anything, I'd just say they um, they had a focus and they accomplished it, but there are a couple details they probably could have paid more attention to. <laughs> um. Well, should we just lead into favorite things then? Yes. Good fluff. <laughs> <laughs> it was good fluff. Yeah. It was. And I, I know, Della, you were disappointed, but I like that the fluff, it's super fluffy. It's super cute. And it also makes that more interesting to me as someone who's not specifically invested in this ship mm-hmm. by never having the two of them, Tomoyo and Sakura, directly interact with each other at all. It's very interesting. Like, it's an it's a interesting structure that engaged my attention, like, just narratively and, you know, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was a point where I like straight up started like crying, like not like bawling, but like, you yeah. know, that like tears of like, this is so sweet. That's that <laughs> moment where, you know, Tobio's watching the screen and she's like, oh my God, she does love me. And I was like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the writing is really strong in terms of facilitating that because concise and in many ways no frills but the language is not like the pacing isn't of the sentences and like duh, 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 duh. it's not like we're slamming you in the face with words it's mm. it is very fluid the, i don't know if that made sense yeah the, but the dialogue was it's good. pretty how they revealed <laughs> information was interesting mm-hmm. um and, and yeah I, I i felt things reading it it was good <laughs> I, I was very nervous too when the pause button came around. <laughs> so, like even though, like this is a fan fiction, it's labeled Yuri, it's labeled uh-huh. the ship. You know exactly what the fuck it is. And even though it. even the things Sakura had already said were like, "This is gonna be Tomoyo." Like I would hit the pause button. Yeah. Jeez. Like, yeah. Who, oh yeah. It, it's that, just like yeah. oh, okay. Gotta gotta take some time and calm down and rev yourself up just to hit play on that. Yeah. Like you, it's so relatable. Yeah, you, you freaked out with the character at the time. It was Absolutely. Good. And I think that's such a great hallmark of good writing that in just a you know, a few words, you know, like at the end when Tomoyo curled up in a comfortable ball, hugging her knees and pressed play, you're just like, I feel that. Yeah. It's good. Like Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> they somehow got you to feel the same feelings in so honestly simple language like they didn't use a lot of like effusive flowery yeah. stuff it's just very direct yeah like curled up in a comfortable ball it's that's still like a self-soothing mechanism yeah, <laughs> yeah read a lot well, into it <laughs> and it's alliterative curled up in a comfortable ball i feel like i'm gonna say that Ooh. to myself it also caught on camera caught on camera mm. curled up in a comfortable could it be that this whole story has hidden sea alliteration that we just weren't paying attention to or just alliteration in general yeah. I actually could, don't think so, no. I, I think. Well, it wasn't, yeah. <laughs> That's coincidence. I don't know. I better read it a few more times, Amada. Curled <laughs> <laughs> and comfortable, but it's also the assonance and like the use and us. Yeah. Mm. Assonance is alliteration, but with vowels. Oh. But it's also alliteration. You can call assonance alliteration. I will. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Alliteration makes an ass out of on and Nance. Nance. <laughs> that joke has been done by many high school English teachers. Really? Oh, okay. um, but I don't remember exactly how it goes. I'm in the most technical sense of high school English teacher. <laughs> I'm qualified to be one anyway. Then you're going to have to learn that joke. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You got homework. 
<laughs> I no, I, I'm really just a substitute teacher with mystical powers of precognition. That's that's all. Like I don't actually teach high school English. <laughs> so that'd be too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a stuffed animal with wings that's secretly a giant wolf or something. Giant. I want to be the the dark one that's like the wolf one because Kira's like the lion, but I can't remember mm-hmm. what the other one's name is. Anyway. Mokona. No. Yeah. No? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. That's what's coming to mind. Uh, um, my brain is fried, y'all. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe we should finish it up. This was episode 164 of Retro Fanfic Retrospective, caught on camera by Half Eaten Moon. You can find it on fanfiction.net. And you you have been able to find it on fanfiction.net since 2003. So why are you just reading it now? But in any case, I'll, you know. Provide a link in the show notes. Amada, we just read it like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. Gaslight, keep girl boss all the way <laughs> I mean, don't we always do retro fan fiction that we're hoping to expose other people to? Right? Yeah, more or less. Well, you know, I'm just I, I would be ex- hoping to expose people to it if I thought anyone was listening to it, ah. which normally I don't. But it turns out one person is listening to us. So, yeah, I guess that can be our mission statement from now on. <laughs> yes. At least one person. At least one person. <laughs> the, all the other ones are bots. <laughs> well, that'd be funny, right? Well, look, you know, we've got followers. Mm-hmm. But I do follow a few podcasts where it's like I follow them and every week I'm like, eh, nah. I just delete it. Yeah. <laughs> you got the automatic downloading. Just, right. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's how podcast people are. Podcast listening people. Wait. I'm clear. I mean, I'm <laughs> I, I was looking at you with like a totally normal expression. Oh my I know. gosh. I'm, I'm hyperbolic. <laughs> anyway, the intro you song to the hyperbolic. podcast. <laughs> hyperbolic time chamber the intro song to the podcast is the weekly fair off of the album Popey's incredible adventure by komiku the outro song is run against the universe from that same album you can find that album and other works by komiku at loyaltyfreakmusic.com our podcast is edited by Della rose who also uh did all of the images that go with the opening song am i the tommy about this podcast <laughs> yes I, yeah, you I think are so. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Editing lesbian. <laughs> That's your official title. Does that wait? Does that make a motto the soccer of this podcast? <laughs> and if so, what does that mean? Well, it's 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 this podcast. It's the soccer of the podcast. No, look, I, I'm the shower of this podcast. I was just added in to have a like, you know, a male character who the audience is want to identify <laughs> with to appeal to a broader audience. Yeah. I, oh no. <laughs> if I wanted to add a character to to appeal to the boys. Don't think I'd add a motto. <laughs> Sorry, a motto. I but I uh, I agree. That's fine. I mean, I mean that. But you are that. a token man. I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you too, you're too much of a shoujo fan. I'm. I mean, in some in some very specific directions, yes. Yeah. You're probably the toy of this podcast. <laughs> nice. Congrats. I'll yeah, be no. the soccer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway anyway you can find our website at retrofanficretrospective.podbean.com or bit.ly slash retrofanfic and if you have questions comments or thoughts about the episode you can contact us on twitter i guess every time i say that it becomes more like i i guess you could still contact us on that site i guess it still exists and we're still on it 
But every week it becomes, I'm more surprised that I'm saying that. I mean, we've lost the automatic connection to our releases. So You're right. I need to be posting them manually, don't I? If you want to. <laughs> if anybody's oh. on Twitter anymore. Yeah. I mean, we get some Twitter we should, stuff. We should probably find sometimes. somewhere else to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll leave that up to you, Amato. Yeah. Look, just send us an email. Send us an email, how about, at oh, retrofanficretrospective no. at gmail.com. That's what this wrecking person, this wrecking fan did. They reached us and we actually read the fanfic, so I can guarantee it works. Yeah. You can okay. also leave comments or reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to our podcast. Should we be checking TikTok? <laughs> we should be on TikTok. You said this last time. <laughs> you don't even know how TikTok works. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> how it would work was just be our, like how the kids use our use stand, though, stand so. clips that people use for to like act things out and then just put text to like reference different different things. Mm. Whoa. How's this blowing your mind? <laughs> well, because I just envisioned someone like sampling our podcast and doing some sort of like TikTok dance video to it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. This is our longest outro in a long time. I'm Amato. I'm Tori. <laughs> I'm Del. We're just three Earth life forms trying to be nice to each other, but some of us might be associated with the moon and or sun. Until next time, take care. Some of us might be in outer space. <laughs> like the satellite. Three matter. terrestrial life forms. I just realized that's why they bought terrestrial. <laughs> like the satellites are in space. <laughs> I am so tired. <laughs> <laughs>